Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yizzo! Yizzo! Hi. Hi. How are you? Well, how are you? How do I look? Like my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> because masculine people don't wear makeup or what? I just said you look like my boyfriend. Don't don't do that to me. You already know I be get catch a flack now. You look like my boyfriend. What do you mean? But what looks like a I look like a a man? You look like a little boy. You look like a man. I didn't never said you look like a boyfriend. You look like we go together. Like you, you would p- want to go with me. Okay. No, not really. You got your straight backs, or your what is it? Is that a two strand twist? What is it? Yeah, you got your cornrows. You got your aviator clear glasses. Oh, because all the queer girls wear those. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> That's so funny to me. You did. I did not ever say that on this podcast. I said that in private. And (laughs) the girl that I dated absolutely wore them. I have some, actually. You want me to wear them? We have the same birthday. Shout out to her. You know who you are. Oh, you do. I forgot. You did want to date me, basically. Nah, she was better than you. (laughs) Look at mine. They're so big. Like, what am I doing? They're very large. But they're cute, though. Anyway. What's crackalacking? It's the overalls for me. I want some overalls. I'm hating. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a very interesting week. What did I start off with? Um. Well, I think I'll just start off with the realest thing is that I lost a friend this weekend. And so I, I guess I don't much care to um, present any way than how I feel. It was It was rather shocking and really... Just really, really close to home. And I'm just really sad about it. I'm very, very sad. And um, it was just really, really, really unexpected. So I've just been kind of sitting with that today. Um, On top of already feeling sad for whatever reason, I guess maybe hormonally, it's, I don't know, it's full moon and Scorpio, anything in Scorpio is intense as fuck, so it's just been, and it's only Tuesday, (laughs) so it's just been, um, it's just been, yeah, I guess I just feel a bit discombobulated is all, um, and that's it. But may she rest in, in peace and power and um, and her family know that she was deeply, deeply loved. And everyone that knew her um, loved her. So that's all. I'm, I've just been sitting with that all day. I, I heard about it this morning. Oh. 
So that's it. That's it. For, so forgive my low energy or just preoccupation. But um, that's it. Those are that's my updates. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, Shanti. You and I talked earlier, so. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, ma'am. Uh, I think that for me, I am, I am down but I'm also my period is wreaking havoc I don't have it yet but it's like the week before and that's when I feel like the world is ending and everything is a mess and I'm sad and I just sit in sadness so that's also where I'm at I'm trying not to be there though (laughs) (laughs) but it's wreaking havoc on my mental health I'm like oh my goodness this thing just needs to come on because when she finally comes I'm all right You'll be good. I'm in the same boat. I wonder if our period's gonna be. What if it's on the same day? We'll be, we'll be tent sisters. I love it because I I just need her to come on. Cause I'm I'm ready to, I'm ready to give up. Uh, but I got my first shot of the vaccine. I didn't have any symptoms outside of I was a little tired, and my arm hurt. So I'm happy to report that I got the Pfizer. So we're going to mm-hmm. see about the second dose that everybody has me a little bit nervous about, but you know, ready to get, I'm ready to get that second dose. Um, I realize that I live in a bubble when it comes to the people in my life. I mm. realized that the other day where I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's really ghetto out here. I know I say woo child to ghetto, but like, I don't have interactions with people that are like trash humans on like the regular thank god so on the the see the thing is podcast that i was on i took a gander (laughs) into the comment section of the youtube and they their numbers are you know crazy they're in a week they have four forty five thousand viewers on youtube alone and i'm reading the comments and I said to myself, oh, my God, some of them were nice, but others were like, you know, basically men were really frustrated about because we, we were talking about men and women's relationships. So that was one of the um, topics. And they were really coming for all of us. They were like saying that we were mas- too masculine. That's why we were all single, which I was the only single person on there. But OK. And they were just ripping, ripping us apart and saying that we don't understand our place which is why we will never be married calling us all kinds of bitches all kinds of it was it's crazy is and it I, on the regular do they experience that kind of yeah and i so I, I reached out to mandy and bridget was like yo like is this what you deal with They're like, oh yeah girl they've been nicer lately I said, the fuck? <laughs> and it didn't bother me honestly it didn't but I was I was shocked to see how much work we have to do because I don't have men in my life. Like, the men in my life love the fact that I'm outspoken. They love the fact that I'm, like, you know, I, I'm the, they, I feel like their homegirl. And I'm, I just see how many men are not interested in that at all. They're like, this butch-ass bitch. And this, like, it was crazy. So... I am really grateful for my circle and I'm realizing that especially being in New York and in Brooklyn, I just, I'm just lucky 
to know the people that I know and to for them to be forward thinking because and I did get I'm not gonna it's not all men it was just a lot and I did get a lot of dms of men saying like thank you for what you said thank you for accountability thank you cool appreciate it but I if you look through those comments you will be so disheartened wow it's like a lot of well um, there were the women, no, the women were supportive for the most part. Um, but it was men, they were furious. And what was so interesting to me is that there was a point where I was actually saying women needed to take accountability for the role they play in patriarchy and in, and in stunting men's growth by putting them into boxes of like protector provider and men were furious. They were like, you trying to feminize us and all that. And it was just like, wow, went right over your head. Went right, it over, went right your over your head. It went right over your head, yeah. And you didn't hear anything it's, that I said. Yeah. It's disheartening. Yeah, I mean, people have these... Um, Keep on. Like, even my own mom, she has, like... You know my mom. Mm-hmm. You know how my mom... Is how she moves, what she thinks, the decisions she makes, but she also has this rhetoric, these bud buzzwords of like feminizing men, destroying the the nuclear family, and like blaming all of that on feminism and women wanting to have equal pay or wanting to be out of the workplace. And it's like there's just this generalized polarized ideas that have no have very few people actually know what the fuck feminism means i mean this shit that's still something i'm unpacking right but like they automatically you say the word feminist and they think that it's anti-man it's anti-man and you're like i don't know but i I wasn't even saying feminists like that was the that was what was so wild I don't want to, that's just such an old conversation, but I just, I was literally talking about how men need spaces to be their full selves. Same shit I talk on here. And the pushback. It's like, you're like, oh, fuck that. We just going to bring you. But I mean, what is, <laughs> what's the argument? I don't even know. I can't, I don't even know what the argument is or how that's making men feminism, feminist. That, that's the sad part. Is it, wow, you think being your full self is being fun? Well, the main thing was that I think that there was a lot of pushback on was the fact that I said, I felt like same shit I talk on here, same shit we've said, that there's a lot of men who have resentment in their hearts for women, for trans folks, for non-binary folks, for anyone who is feels truly free. And they aren't afraid to just be themselves. And like, could you imagine being told that you can't be your full self because it's not who you are as a quote-unquote man and why do you think we have all this violence against women trans women trans men like queer folks and they were like that's the dumbest shit I ever heard and then of course I I talked about it's <laughs> 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 the dumbest shit they ever heard shut the fuck up that don't even make no goddamn right sense. and then I said they were like she is she correcting the bible because I said the same shit I talk about here you know, I patriarchy is in the Bible, and it starts from that rib shit. That don't make no sense. People didn't like that either. But shout out to men, and shout, shout out, out to, to you the for men saying all life. that stuff on a on a 
large platform. I don't give. I ain't famous. I say whatever I want. They were they. Famous. I know that Bridget skirts around certain things because she knows some of the people that they're talking about. And she was like, I mean, we don't have to talk about that. And I was like, shit, I will because don't nobody know who the fuck I am. These people don't care about me, so I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> like, you can't, but that's fine. Um, but I'm just grateful for my tribe and my circle. Um, and then I'm realizing, <sighs> this is annoying, but this is, like, really silly. It's not silly, actually. I spent $95 on fruit, and I realized... <laughs> Was it organic? Yes. And fruit oh, is a fucking luxury. And it really made me mad because a couple. What kind of fruit did you get, Joe? How much fruit did <laughs> you get? You call me Joe. I said, yo. Oh, I thought you called me Joe. Like, um, I got strawberries, which were $15 for organic strawberries. And the bitches almost are already spoiled because you Why have you? about one day. To eat an organic strawberry. Yeah, strawberries are the dumbest fruit. It's one of my least favorite fruits. It's so I was just having this conversation with my sister. It's so oh, it's the most overrated fruit. People now, be hyped as shit. Now I only had listen, when fruit is good, it's when strawberries are good, when you have that one time, I've had one time in my life, Antoinette, where These I had a it. natural, sweet straw one time, any other time, These they're tart little prickly little mm-hmm. Smushy nonsense editions. Fuck them. That's for people that don't really like. Fuck food. them. Also, blueberries, a ridiculous, a ridiculous fruit that lasts maybe two days if it's organic and it becomes mushy and gross. And I get that it's ca- like fights cancer, but like, why does it have to be at the price point? I love blackberries. Blackberries, if they are organic, ridiculous price point. The only fruit. That the common man can afford is a banana. <laughs> That's it. I'm like the only fruit that I could afford is a fucking banana. What did you spend ninety five dollars on? You're not done. No, that I mean I I did get I got no I got so okay I got so delicious yogurt I did get that it's okay. like a coconut yogurt so that's like okay. So, okay. eight it eight okay. nine dollars okay. but then I got strawberries grapes the grapes. That I got. They're you not even. The they're not even p- seeded. I can't eat pineapple because it hurts my stomach. So they're not even seeded grapes. And I had mm. a cauliflower pizza today, but I put mad fucking sausage on it and felt bad about my calorie intake. So I just ate a bowl of grapes for dinner, and they were delicious. But they were like seventeen dollars. And the problem is, you gotta leave New York. I gotta leave New York. The problem was, I ordered them on Instacart. And so on Instacart, you just hit grapes and you hit like a pound. And then they just tell you like, well, the grapes that I've got were two pounds. And you're like, well, can you take some out? Can you get a smaller take some out? amount, ma'am? But she had already a checked $10 out. $10 difference. $95. And I, it, was, it was fruit. It was a couple onions and one bottle of kombucha and the yogurt. $95. $95. So you know what? I understand why chips are what they are, and I understand why children are eating chips for breakfast because this shit is expensive. And this, to me, it feels wrong. 
and it made me irrationally upset and I got teary-eyed and was like, this grows on the earth naturally and you charge me $95 for it. And it just, I was in... And it's not even good. And it's, it's not, not even, even fresh good. fresh fruit. It's not even at its highest potential. You're picking it mad early. It has fucking pesticides on it. Speak. On top of it, it's kind of I have to me. wash this fruit off with bleach, basically, to be able to eat basically, it. Basically, basically, it's killing me. Basically. Welcome to America and the world. Wherever we are. Child. It's the world, baby. And the, you know, I just, I feel, I, this podcast, people should just, just <laughs> sign off. If, you, if you're looking for anything that's about to be uplifting, just sign the fuck off this week because I just want to pack a bag. I want to just leave. That's how I feel. I just want to pack a bag. I want to leave. Come to Philly, girl. Every, but you can go to... You could come to West Philly and you can get that good fruit from them Amish men Child. that just have racism. It's just laced with racism <laughs> and Girl. <laughs> exclusionary. No, but for serious, I really feel morals. like I'm doing this new thing where I'm writing down every bit of money that I spend to try to see what my spending is like. And I categorize it in like essential versus non-essential to see like, where can I cut? Where can I this in order to put more money away for this house? And I just feel like, what the fuck am I doing all this for, for a stupid house? And then I hear people in my house and I want to kill them because I want them to get out because I want my own space. And it's just, I'm not well. I just feel like I'm so behind in life and I just feel like nothing feels like it's enough. Like the as much as I, I sacrifice and then I'm like, well, I don't want to eat chips for breakfast. So I want to get organic. I should get organic fruit because of the because of this, that I don't want to end up with cancer. And then that's ninety five fucking dollars. And it's like, are you ever going to get your house? And I just go through this wormhole of like. Child. So shout out to Around the Way Girls. Uh, <laughs> you positive and glowing. Anyway. Politics as usual. Take a Shanti has politics for y'all asses this week. I cannot wait to hear. Please, Queen. President Biden opened a global, global oh. summit on climate change Thursday morning by announcing that the United States will aim to cut its greenhouse gas emissions in half based on 2005 levels by the end of the decade. So basically, he's like, yeah, 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 we're going to cut this shit by 50%. And then people are like, well, well, how? How are you going to do that? And they'll be like, we will tell you in very soon, very soon. <laughs> but we can guarantee 50 to 52 percent reduction. Um, so everybody was just like, we don't know. And what? And what? 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 what where? How are you going to get it how? done? And they were like, I'm by any means necessary. Cut, he got Malcolm X on. On it, I'm for the cut, though. But Aren't first you for of the all, cut? I'm for the cut. But apparently, there has there were already these. Um, apparently, there were already there. There was something signed by Obama that said I think it was like thirty percent mm -hmm. that was supposed to be cut by the time that we were in like around this time. Of course, Trump came in and fucked it all up. But we didn't even reach. Even don't be making up stuff mark. about Obama. You don't know. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'm we not going to do this with you. that mark by even... Shanti, he just said, all right, we're going to cut it by 15%. And he was like, 
we didn't even reach that, but Biden came in like, we're going to cut it in by. Listen, Biden 50%. came through and said he was going to. He was going to have all these vaccines ready. And bitch, if he ain't get them he ready. Did. Shout he out did to Big Biden. He did. He got it done. Yeah, he did. He has so much. He has the surplus of them. So he's going to give he some needs to, to give India, it to India. Apparently. Oh, see. And there we have it. Apparently. All right. Well, apparently, because India is dying. Um, This really took me through a loop. I don't know how y'all feel about this, but. <laughs> This, and also, this was on NPR. I was driving that day, and they mentioned it like four times. And I was like, oh, okay. Members of the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District voted this month to approve the release of more than 750 million mosquitoes that have been genetically modified, so the only viable offspring they produce are males. So basically, when they reproduce, it like causes the female mosquitoes to explode and die so that they cannot continue the they can't continue reproducing. But why? Why are they doing that? Because mosquitoes carry disease. So like dengue, are they trying Zika. To kill, uh, kill mosquitoes? Yes, because the the mosquitoes, the more mosquitoes they are, the more diseases that they spread, especially in the south in these hot climates. Yeah, but isn't it dangerous Close. to get rid of anything from our ecosystem? Girl, that's what you that's what I'm saying. You like, <laughs> I don't get why that's important. I and didn't they're doing say it that. in a genetically just, no. modified. What these I'm are saying also is like your politics versus my politics, they're just vastly different. These are mosquitoes that when they when they have offspring, the women die. Wow, they just patriarchy. die. It's patriarchy. in their DNA patriarchy. that they just fucking See? die. <laughs> That's weird to me, yo. I get it. That's no really dengue, weird. No Zika, Isn't that how but that feels? We were talking about dinosaurs last week. Isn't that how like didn't yeah, they all let that one of them fossilized mosquitoes start out? because of the fossilized mosquito? Girl, tricky. You, we had learned when we was younger. We had learned about the food chain, right? The hawk, the fucking hawk. And if you disrupted the algae in the lake, the fucking hawk would die, right? They're all connected. You don't remember that? No, I but I, I do know that the you can't the hawk take... eats the fish. The fish eats the algae. If the algae's fucked up, then the fish die. Then the hawk dies. Yeah, it's like it's a chain of events. What do mosquitoes so these, do for us? I'm sure they do something. Bees pollinate. disease. Kill these no, humans they, that are not well and, and actually ruining the world. Oh, they're the White Walkers. <laughs> Girl. Tricky. All right. Well, those are Shanti's politics. I have some politics. Wait, no, we're not done. <laughs> oh, okay. One last thing. Okay. Apparently, Derek Chauvin may face charges for another assault on a young 17-year-old boy when he used deadly force. This was in the past. So this nigga got a record. And they weren't allowed. This is really interesting. I don't understand why this wouldn't be allowed to be used in court, but they weren't allowed to bring this up during his... Because it would be prejudice. It's his... It's who this person is. I know. I know. But they say but that anyway, shit on they're SVU trying to all seek, the time. So I know. They're trying to seek... Ju- not the word justice, but they're trying to seek you know, him facing charges for that. And um, 17-year-old boy while his mom was watching. So that nigga oh is just going to burn in hell. Anyway, go ahead, girlfriend. Uh, Andrew about? Brown Jr. is also 
I just I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I'm sure that people people need joy, man. And this is rough, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. Andrew Brown Jr., who was executed in North Carolina by police. Police have been very hesitant to release this footage. Um, finally, they showed the footage to the family, or they said they were, and they only showed 20 seconds of it, not 20 minutes. I wrote 20 minutes, 20 seconds of it. He was shot multiple times in the arm and then fatally shot in the back of the head while being arrested. On Where, when, a tr- when did this charge. happen? Uh, this, this week. Yeah. This is after the young um, girl, I forget, what's her name? Malika? Uh, Michaela. Makia. Makia. Makaya. 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 That poor, poor girl who was looking for help. This is wild. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff that's been happening all the time. It's just that, you know, now people are going to report on it more. But so that's, that's something to pay attention to. See what happens. Um, there's another story that I don't know that much about, and I should, but I think we should get into this next week, actually. Sean King, shout out to Sean King, <laughs> but Sean King is on a fucking warpath when it comes to Philadelphia's Carlos Vega. I'm not, exa- I'm not in Philly anymore, so I haven't been watching it, but he's apparently... Um, he wrote the homicide division of Philadelphia's DA's office where Carlos Vega worked for 35 years, partnered with Philadelphia police and framed. He framed apparently countless men for murders mm. that they had mm. nothing to do with. Mm. And so basically he was just right. He was just mm. like feeding the prison system, young black mm. men. Um, and He's been doing it, and basically he's up, he's running for, like, re-election, and... Um, Who is this nigga that I need to talk, learn yeah, about? Yeah, did you, I know, isn't there voting happening in Philly right now? You better vote, child. Mm-mm, not to my knowledge. I no. think there is, because my mom just voted. She's not in Philly, though. Yeah, she's, like... Anyway, need to check, check on that. We need to do, I need to do more research on it but I've been peeping and there's a lot of around the way curls shout out to you who are tagging me in oh he's a prosecutor tagging me in um these posts so Mm. we I I got I want to get to the bottom of it because a lot of it that's the problem is that it has never been reported so people are trying to um you know, just get to the if people are trying to understand, like, is, is does Sean King have his facts straight? Where is this all being, you know, where's the basis of this? You, all that stuff. Because, of course, the other guy is saying, like, no, this is blasphemy and he wants to sue him for slander. So we'll see what happens. But something to pay attention to and to stay close to Philadelphians. But pop culture. Your boy, who you tried to hate on and say what he wasn't cute, he all he got he cute. His his face is cute. When you see him stand, he's cute. You see Shanti. them knees. <laughs> he knocked me. He knocked yeah. me. Child. He cute. Like he's cute in a way that's not. Like he's cute. Like oh, he who's she, who's she talking about, y'all? Daniel. 
How you say his last name? Kaluja. Kalua. Kalugalia. I hate us. Kaluja Gia. He is now an Oscar winner. Kujalia. Shout out to him. Uh, and he said some awkward ass like acceptance. He was just piece. excited. He, I think his he was African just like over the like, moon. What? I know his Nigerian mom was like, "Are have you?" She he was. She said, "What is he carrying on about?" What? <laughs> he said he was like, you know, oh my god, like you know, my mom, my dad, they had sex. I'm here. I think my that dad, he was just like mom, putting my, mom, my dad putting it all together. Like this is amazing. Like I'm, I just want a fucking Oscar. Um, but he like swept the award season. So shout out to him. Um, and also, listen, what, what the, 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 um, director Shaka, I don't know his name. Mm-hmm. We, Khan. we interviewed him. Remember when we did the, the first curl, whatever we was like, oh, we made it. And it was all the heavy hitters. And there was all this black crew of men yeah. that were, so all of those men are like, award-winning mm-hmm. heavy hitters now that we're oh, in the, the and curl we, for Carol's daughter? He was daughter? the first one that we did and recorded of Rapid Fire. Are you I wish serious? we had that. Yes. Do you remember? He was a real handsome dude sitting on the couch, and he just, like, tolerated us. He directed was like, it? Shaka yeah. King? Mm-hmm. The whole room, now that, now that I see these old film niggas, the whole room was filled, filled with, the, with, like niggas that are making moves so shout out to him internet you should have we got sat on his lap no i shouldn't have we have not should have been like that says a lot about that makes me sad too but it makes me really happy for them that also looked at us like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i mean no everybody was grinding everybody was on there yeah everybody was on the come up right in that moment well shout out to shaka yeah um also the folks from my rainy's black bottom uh, did you watch that? I didn't because I can't. Gr- I can't watch Chadwick yet. I don't want to see oh, that. Really? It makes me so sad. In all honesty, like I, 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 it's on my list. It's in my queue. Wow, I didn't know that. And I love Viola so much. Shout out to Viola Davis. She is sweating, girl. I, I know. Said, but she has such a refreshing sense of humor. The way she makes fun of herself online, and like I just love her. No, she's the goat. But I can't handle Chadwick. Like it just. Ooh. I didn't know that. Just makes me sad. But speaking of Chadwick, like, well, first, shout out to the costume and makeup artist that won their Oscar ooh, ooh. as well. But Chadwick, it was the Oscars are so tricky because every year the fucking like best picture is always the last award. And this year, the last award was best lead actor. Now, why do you think that was? Because everybody was waiting for Chadwick to win and he didn't even win. They gave it to Anthony Hopkins. And it's like, it's when... Like I don't know, some shit that he did. But Anthony Hopkins is legit. Like, okay. I and I, I'm not mad that he didn't win. Like, okay. I'm more frustrated of like, did you really just use that as a reason to get folks to tune in and stay tuned mm. in? Like, mm. you sick, trifling bastards. Oh. That's disgusting. Oh. Anyway. But it was also like, I didn't see much of it. I just... I tuned in as soon as D-Ray was like pulling the audience on um, is his name D-Ray? That little man from Insecure? And Get Out? Why am I asking you? D-Ray. That's D-Ray? Okay. Not Insecure. He's on Insecure? Did you finish Insecure? 
Yeah, I just don't know who you're talking about. He was Molly. He was the lawyer that was trying to holler at Molly for a second, child. Am I okay. calling this man the wrong thing? His name is not D-Ray. D- or Lil Rel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's D-Ray? Who the fuck? Yeah, Lil Rel. I love myself. Why would I call him D-Ray? D-Ray's with us. No fault. Anyway. Um, Did you like everybody's little outfit? Her one. Her one. But I it was a it was kind of a black show. No, she did she did an ode to Prince. Prince wore that before. That's what that was. Yeah, Prince wore that outfit before. So it was a good night. Um I it was super black. Quest Love DJed and helped host and shout out to Philly. Um dumbass gold crocs he had on. Shout out to you, Quest Love, but you know. Why are you like this? Unacceptable. That was unacceptable, nigga. Like you had one job to do. How fucking tall Questlove is. That dude. On another note, Steve Harvey says, I didn't even watch the damn video. He said basically that men and women can't have platonic friendships. I just feel like the more Steve Harvey talks, the more I just want him to shut the fuck up. But whatever. Think like a man. Like the Steve Harvey, I feel like the Steve Harveys of the world are listening to that podcast. See, the thing is, and being like, Mm. fuck these bitches and listening to it just to attack them. Have you been listening to, again, when we, we played that game of which woke person do we keep? We have to keep Dr. Umar. No, I didn't listen to Dr. (laughs) Umar yet, but I heard that he's fucking tripping. We're keeping him. He's for the culture. No, I heard that he was like, interracial relationships he was so against interracial <laughs> marriages because it's the economic he's he's on the tip he's on his um he's on his fucking game of thrones that marriage is an economic and a political you know um st- strategic is move. he married no <laughs> i love it but he was like my queen she better be nappy she better be nappy <laughs> That was his, that that's the said? number one. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta watch. I was it. wondering, like, will he take a biracial girl or? No, we are. We. She better be nappy. He would release she the mosquitoes be doing something to kill all of us. Maybe like this is, let's let's uh, create he some said, mosquitoes, some you. genetically I'm modified mosquitoes. Take these interracial girls out. They think they woke. <laughs> the fuck. He's genetically modified. For real. Snow bunnies. He called him snow bunnies. He called it a snow bunny crisis. I said, let me put, oh. I'm gonna give this to my dad. I'm gonna send this <laughs> clip to my dad. Like, dad, I mean, you keep that's sending the... me your conspiracy <laughs> clips. How's here's this one for you? There you, you go. Like Cause uh, shout out to my dad. He went back. He married that white woman, <laughs> he but he did. said, you know what? He said, you know what? The way that worked out. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna go back <laughs> over here. Um, so shout out to Dr. Umar. In other news, you're not gonna know who these people are. Do you know who Yandy is? No, I looked at like that that's girl, fine. Right? That's fine, girl. You don't have to know. Basically, Yandy, you don't even have to know she is. She was on a bunch of love and hip hop stuff. She actually has some sense about her a little bit, and I think that she's like a manager to up and coming rappers. Whatever people respect her though. Shout um, out to Yandy. Let me see what this Yandy hell her man. I always want to call him Mercedes Mercedes. I don't know how to say this man's name. Cause I don't watch the show, but she held him down while he was locked up. That I do know. He had an eight year sentence, got out in four and she held him down. She stayed with them. She stayed loyal. She was always repping him. Yada, yada, yada. They are on a new reality show marriage boot camp, I think <laughs> with shorty from house party, not Gina, the other girl. 
hosting mm-hmm. it, who I actually love because she's like into her fitness and her spirituality and all that jazz. And she asked him, like, this was like a something that was bothering her, obviously, because she said he finally admitted it. She asked him, like, yo, if the roles were reversed, would you hold me down? And he was like, I don't really know what I'd be capable of. I said, what? And she was like, and that is the problem. <laughs> I would, for me, marriage over. Like, you was gone for four years. You could have been gone for eight. And I was rocking. She was rocking with him. Like, and that's the thing. So this just but comes why? up with me. Why can't he be? I'm, I'm a glad he was honest, though. No, right? I'm glad like, he was honest as, too, as well. As well. Definitely. That doesn't mean I have to accept your answer. Like, I asked for so honesty so I can... break up with your partner on a hypothetical? No, listen to me. What I'm saying is, that would sit real funny with me. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not married. I don't know how it works. I'm a, I'm a, but that would sit... You know me and loyalty. That would sit... Your, your, your interpretation of loyalty. Right. That would sit yeah. really funny with me of like, yeah, you, you go away for four years. I'm going to hold you down. I'm going to keep food on the table. I'm going to put money on your books. I'm not going to deal with anybody out here. I'm not going to have sex for four years. I'm going to make sure your name still rings out so when you get out, you still, you know, have some clout in whatever industry world they're in. Got you. Because that she did all that. And then to turn around and him say, oh, I don't know if I can do that for you. Huh? And what do you think he was alluding to? The sex part or the holding down the financial? I don't know. I don't know. Because is it reasonable to ask somebody not to do that? Is it reasonable? If I was locked up, I don't know that I would demand that my partner be celibate for eight years. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he demanded that of her. I, I don't we don't know, but I'm I think that my thing my more general question is like, or I general observation is like, it feels like men really want this ride or die chick, but they not willing to ride or die <laughs> in the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's really confusing to me because I don't think, and, and that's the thing is that I don't think any, I don't, I don't know many women who would even think to ask a man not to have sex for four years to even think that that was a possibility, but I know men who would. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, nah, you can't fuck nobody. Like, what yeah. you mean? Ugh. So and then the niggas are the same niggas that posted that shit on your post. Hello. And follow Steve Harvey. And um, what's the other one? Kevin Samuels. Oof. Whoever that is. Exactly. G- you're a queen. I only found out about him really two weeks ago. Is um, that the old head dude? Yeah, who be in the suits talking his shit, being mean, telling but, women. But it was married twice? Yeah child whatever in other news um this is actually some goat shit to me a japanese man was arrested for dating (laughs) 35 women and telling them and telling each of them that he was born on a different day so that he could receive gifts constantly that's the kind of shit i want to (laughs) do that's like i don't give a fuck about yandy and that guy i want to be on that type of strategy he said i want a cake for the next 35 days so I'm going to date 35 bitches. My birthday is April 1st. My birthday is April 2nd. My birthday is April 3rd. Do you know the tech, the strategy that goes That's into that? That's amazing. He was arrested, like, Do you though. buy your birthday gift on the first? Like, when is when do you buy a birthday gift in a relationship? Like, he put time in. He, just I, was a he might not, because stupid women. 
not stupid women, but generous women. I mean, that's always Ooh, tricky. I like the way you clean that up. Fuck you. But no, because I'm one of those I'm one of those stupid women because it's always tricky. If I start to date somebody and then their birthday comes up quickly, I I would feel obligated to get them. I get them a little something, something. a little something. Maybe a massage. I think if it's if we're dating and it's a month later, maybe we'll go get a massage. Maybe I'll treat you to a massage dinner, whatever. But like I'm not getting you a physical gift yet. You don't deserve a physical gift. You know, more of like an experience. Is that fair? <laughs> or are you were you like here this keychain like happy like birthday? No. No, I think that makes sense. It would be more experienced. Like, let me take you out someplace. Yeah, let me take exactly. So imagine like I just feel I feel that that is something we should try. Oh, you, you should can. try. You can't. I forgot. No, nah, we should live vicariously through you. I'll help you strategize. We get the we get the calendar out. <laughs> I would have to know You'd my be fine. You'd my tap into zodiac. I would have to be like, yes, I would. Thirty five days. I you just covered two zodiac signs. Just two. So you just have to know the first, the two. You just need to know the cut off, the cusp date. Okay, you're right. What what signs would you want to be? Hmm. If you couldn't be a Libra, what would be the other sign that you would want to be? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I can't wait to ask everybody that now. Thank you. Well, they would have to be like back to back, right? No. I would want to be a Scorpio. Really? Yeah. Or I think an Aries. Aries are so over the top. I think Aries is what people probably think I am. Your rising is an Aries. That is definitely what people think yeah. I am. And then they're like, you're a Libra? What? The, yes, I cry in the tub too. every day. Hello, balance. Um, yeah, so shout out to that Japanese man. I hope that he's okay while he's locked up. I hope bitches are sending them shit while he's locked. <laughs> they probably put money on his books. <laughs> Dummy. They have Japanese book money. Like, what's it like to be in jail in Japan? I, like, like, yeah, I'm sure it's it probably like... awful. Ugh. I'm not are trying to find in- out. Are you interested in going to Japan? Like, what? No. Beside the the South Asian countries, what kind of like other? I guess Japan is kind of South Asian. I don't care about Japan. I sh- no, I should. I don't care about Japan or China. Everybody's no, like, you got to go to, I know that Japan is like one of the Japan place where people lit. are like, it's amazing. The architecture, yeah. the, this, they're so ahead yeah. of everything. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, I'm just, it doesn't, I, I like tropical, warm. I, I don't want to travel to another. It's warm there. I mean, like tropical though. Like I don't want to travel to another city that feels like I can't breathe. That makes sense. Have you been to Paris? Because I was. No, I've never been to Europe and you know that. Oh, I've only been there on a layover. I don't really give a fuck about things. Europe either. And I know Me I should. Either. Shout out to the listeners, though, in Europe. We appreciate y'all. But I don't care to go. Like, I, until I go and see more of, like, the continent. Like, if I, I, I haven't been to the pyramids yet, so I'm not going to Europe. Oh, you trying to get to the African roots first. I mean, I'm That's trying to go to where, like, I'm poor. So, like, my money needs to stretch, sadly. And it doesn't stretch as far in European countries. Hate to say it, but... I got because I'm obsessed with um, Game of Thrones. I got a book about the Crusades. <laughs> Are you gonna read them? I was looking for medieval, um, <laughs> Middle Age history. It was so boring and dry, and this is really boring and dry as well. But I'm like, you're like, well, there are no dragons. <laughs> Where the fuck are the White Walkers? I'm like, yo. <laughs> 
Are y'all gonna tell me the details of the Black Plague or not? Nah? Like, where where is the text about them throwing shit out the window? Like, <laughs> no, that's not what you're gonna get. <laughs> it is out there. Just diary. have to find the right book. I don't believe it is. I was so I was invested. I felt like, and I was ge- I felt like I was so smart too. I had white men coming up to me like, "What you got there?" And I was like, "A book about the Crusades." Like, where were Do you? You know about Henry the Fourth? And I was like, "No." <laughs> He was like, bitch, that's a famous Shakespearean play. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was like, what? So get the, mind your fucking business, old man. You got a couple pop culture drones on here. What did I say about pop culture? Child, you talked about DMX. Oh, man. Yeah, DMX's funeral. Wow, that was that was quite a fucking show. Did you see them? They had his... I didn't see it. Hearst hoisted oh yeah i saw that of course that was in new york girl wheel. i was yeah. at the barclay center oh man it was a shut very it down. ghetto mess oh i mean then. it was beautiful but it was a mess the pop the the line for chick-fil-a was three blocks <laughs> the shake shack line it was it was a it was a mess it was no mask i was across the street like mm, i wanted to go and feel the vibes but it was just everybody who had a dirt bike motorbike motorcycle it just felt like a lot of energy I was like, you know what? Stay over here. I saw some clips, and he, there were some really beautiful clips of his children, his daughter yeah. reciting a rap. And there was a clip where he got kicked out. Uh, one of his old homies came up all boombastic and out of pocket, and the fucking pastor had to kick him out. Um, his wife, mm. or rather his ex-wife, ex-wife, had a really beautiful moment where he she embraced and shared her love. She was like talking about his current fiance, mm-hmm. and she was like, you loved him. That's why I love you. Mm-hmm. And she held grown, her. Grown. His ex-wife. She grown. 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 She's grown, grown. Because she got a lot of reasons to be frustrated with that man. But she, she grown, loves grown. him. She loves him. Loves him. I also think it was really important when Swiss Beats talked about having a will. Oh, you're just going to say that? All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's what I have right there. Oh, you have that? That's in what there? I have right there. Oh, yeah. my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, oh, you're just gonna, you're just gonna take mine. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, it's very true. And in any age, do you have a will? I don't. I need a will. I don't got. Sh- it's gonna be like JoJo can have my old Play-Doh <laughs> set. She can have my <laughs> no, that's <laughs> all terrible. of my around the way cur- curls merchandise. No, for real, the will is less about you and. Well, obviously, it's but it's more about no, other it's people too. About your, your family, but it's not no, just need- about like passing the things down. It's it's stopping the fights that ensue when someone passes because people act crazy and start. And fighting he said that stuff. too. That was real, and that that's important. That is very important for all of us. Seriously, shout. How do you get a Kanye world? West has decided to contribute to shout. DMX as well. Under the umbrella of his Yeezy business, Balenciaga, he he collaborated with Balenciaga and designed a special tribute T-shirt for DMX and is selling it for two hundred dollars. Available now on his site. All proceeds will go directly to the family. That shirt ain't even that cute. Let me see it. It ain't. But I'm glad that they are. He already raised a mil- uh, a couple million for the family, so that's great. Because who knows where DMX's money is going, which is so sad. So DMX and my dog's bite. What you got, ma? 
But also, in other news, Lemonade turned five, which I can't even five believe years. that. I can't even believe that. I still remember where I was watching Lemonade. And I still remember the something. feeling. I still remember, I make. I remember making fun of her when I first heard the spoken word and was like, oh God, what's she doing? She's about to embarrass herself. And then crying. <laughs> and crying and being like, she's amazing. And then just sitting there I aghast. I just managed, I don't know how it happened, divine, divine alignment, but I had just got my title subscription. Because I wasn't going to. I had just got the title subscription because remember it was only available on title at first. Wait, the uh, no, it premiered. It premiered on, on title. No, it premiered online on like HBO or something, girl. Lemonade? I watched that on TV. Yeah. Oh well, you know I ain't have HBO then because I can only watch it on ti- you title. You were still you know, late. Was you were still was late to the party late. talking about I, it I premiered. Was... <laughs> <laughs> but I remember bawling. Yeah. Balling, yeah. That fucking it still gives me chills. This is your favorite one too. But when when you hurt me, whatever the I don't know what the name of the song is. When don't you hurt, hurt me, yourself. you hurt yourself. Don't Ooh. hurt yourself. I was like, this is the baddest. That's the she best. Is the baddest. That when that came on, I said, oh, that. I said, whoa. That song. What? I know everybody loves Sorry. I thought Sorry was aesthetically really beautiful, but also. um I re- I just love the the first catch me catch, like the the first song too, I mm-hmm. pray you catch me and then the the last song like the redemption one, mm-hmm. that was when I was like weeping, I was like weeping <laughs> I want this to be me right now because I was going through a breakup and it was oh, horrible God. horrible, and I was like where do you go when you go quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Strangers walk the halls. <laughs> I was I... in my feelings. Sending him fucking quotes. He's like, bitch. You did? No, I, I think oh. I was posting them online and then he, you know, doing sub, sub, sub posting him. He was like, bitch, if you don't take that shit down, stop playing with me. I was like, where do you go though? <laughs> where are you? <laughs> Who is she? Yeah, shout out to Beyonce. That was that was that was a moment. I think that's the best thing she ever gave us was that that. Well, yeah, formation. I don't know. Formation. Yeah, was big. formation fucked everybody. I, up. I just wish we had. I wish we could have gone to the formation tour. Me too. And she will not release no video. I have watched a full version of that tour from somebody's cell phone. That they snu- that they they just filmed the whole thing from the tour on YouTube, and I why didn't get she let chills? Us? I get chills watching cell phone footage, especially around the fifth anniversary. She corny. I don't know that shit was because you know what I enjoyed the Jay Z and Beyonce show, but I really would have loved if it was just Beyonce running around all day. You're so full of shit because you said when you saw it that when Jay came out, you was hype. You were like, I didn't expect to be that hype when Jay came out, but like the shit he was playing, I knew it. You said that on the episode. I apologize. You just, any chance you get (laughs) to just tear her down, our queen, what a monster you are. I love her. She is Khaleesi. Well, Khaleesi, you're not there yet. 
I don't know about how I feel about that. I don't know. I hope Sansa. I feel like I want Sansa to. Ha- I'm like I fuck with Sansa. I really Why do want you her. fuck with Sansa? Because I feel like she has a far more interesting motive mm. and character arc. Mm. It's far more powerful if she really fucks this shit up. Because you're watching the abuse, Khaleesi. That's what it is. I, I'm like Khaleesi. Khaleesi girl. was sold and raped and. She ended up loving that man. Did you see who was mounting her? <laughs> Girl, we are not going to disregard rape on this podcast no, just because not, he was but, fine. <laughs> but she ended but up. he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And she was mad as fuck. And no, it was, it's a different thing. Having him, I don't know. Versus she ain't had bruises. She ain't had bruises like that. She wasn't trapped in a, in a tower. Her brother was abusive too. She was she fled. Her she whole did, family is dead. We didn't get dead. to see enough of that. Right. We didn't get to see enough. Her I don't whole feel family it. She just, was you know, gone. She, just she only had shit. her brother. Her brother sold her. Her brother was awful to her. I don't know. She, she anyway. Shout, out, shout to out to Game of Thrones. Everything's Game of Thrones at this point. For real. Um. All right. Well, do you want to play this voicemail? We can. We could play the voicemail. I felt we got an interesting voicemail. I sent it to Shanti and was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Shanti was like, I I understand it completely. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course you do, bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to play it now. Let's see what you all think. Y'all need to stop saying such like deep and searching and profound things. I come to my podcast for ratchetry, okay? I need, I need like 95% ratchetry and maybe 5% seriousness, which is why, you know, I listen to The Read and Jaden XG every week, but not necessarily Jaden Kia, because Dr. Kia be talking about serious shit, and I just need ratchetry. That's why I don't listen to y'all's podcasts a lot because I see the description and see you have like a deep conversation and I'm like, no, I got to save the spoons for my therapist. I have been watching and following y'all for years since my baby was a little baby. He's like nine now. And that was when I did my whole like natural hair thing. And that's where I started following y'all on YouTube and all the social medias. And I'm really happy and proud of y'all for what you've created and what you continue to create and your beautiful skin. Um, probably wouldn't know my name, but my name is Penny. I'm originally from New York and now I live in LA. And I really do understand too many of the things that you say, especially Shanti. So if you could stop reaching into like my, you know, deep inside places where I keep feelings. Stop saying things about feelings. But I hope y'all had a beautiful 420. Oh, it was all it was all in jest. Bye. Girl, shout out to Penny. It was all in jest. But also, like, Penny, we can't dumb it down any more than it's dumb. Penny, if we're dumber, <laughs> we would be. If we get dumber, child. Somebody, I really am sad. Like, that shit really sat with me. Rashid, Shanti's boyfriend's friend said to me that if Child I deleted... You know who you are. Bitch, fuck, 
child and raggedy from my vocabulary, 20% of my vocabulary would be gone. And I wouldn't know what to say. And that really... Child, tell that bitch-ass raggedy <laughs> nigga to shut the fuck up, child. <laughs> that really sat with me. And it's true. So we can't... Is it? A little Is bit. A little bit. I need Adam? to read. I need to read more. So what? You know what? I want to read more. I want to be better. I, I don't want to dumb it down. Is... Are we going to talk about feelings, God damn it? And also feelings. Game of Thrones, duality. But why did that resonate with you? You feel like, well, we should be. Oh, I feel like I can get what she says because sometimes I listen. I'm the opposite. Well, I'm not going to say no names, but there's some podcasts that are very popular that I that I have listened to in the past that are very like intellectual, politically charged, you know, tapping into deeper things. And like, I don't want to listen to their <laughs> podcast all the time. I'm like, y'all shut then the Then don't fuck listen up. to it. Then like, it's why not don't for y'all you. curse ever? They, they never curse. curse. For real? No. Childish. No. Grow up. I'm about to put very that. Rarely. I'm about to They don't say them. the N word. When I listened to a podcast where they said they don't say an N word, I was like, I don't say the N word. So you well, would I make to my it podcast. up for you. You do. I mean, I wonder if Dr. Umar would say if I could say the N word or not. You probably Dr. could. Umar say the N-word? I don't think you could say it, even if he does say it. We are the white sheep. We are, we got to go. He wants us gone. Dr. Umar does yeah, we not. we're out here fucking up the economics. Fuck we're messing with up us. the black. Built building. Where is Dr. Umar? Building. He's in Philly, right? Oh, this is what he said. And I was like, Dr. Umar, you need to shut up. He said white women never marry black men and marry down. I said, you do not know my mom then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking too, like. My mom married my broke ass dad and fucked her shit all I'm up. thinking like. <laughs> My mom definitely <laughs> upgraded my dad. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Shout I, out to I my said, dad. Tomorrow, but... you, you don't know enough interracial couples then, child. You keep looking at these Hollywood niggas like, yeah, nah. these white women in the streets, dump some ride or dies on the low. <laughs> right, these regular white women. They out here fucking, they doing shit Antoinette can't even do. Gentrifying neighborhoods, <laughs> marrying black men, <laughs> giving them all their money. We ain't even built like that. No, my mom ain't do all that. But she just upgraded him in terms of his... She tried to the best she could in terms of his psyche. She would be like, you want to do what? I will never forget. Never mind. Let me shut up. But I just remember my dad... Like, she would upgrade him in terms of, like, the house stuff. She'd be like, like, why would you... Why would you put a Band-Aid on this that would cost half as much... Right to to put this band aid on it, but it's gonna break again. You're gonna spend more money to really fix it than if we just would invest the money to make it right. And he just could never fathom that. He just and still can't. He 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 went backwards when he left her. And I just be looking like, Dad, Doctor Umar got it fucked up. This is broken. Down ass white women be out here. Breaking the ab- but my, I will say my mom saw something in him. She was like, he could have been Barack Obama. <laughs> Shout out to him. Oh, Shout out to her. Too far. No, she really means that. She was like, he's so <laughs> smart. But, you know, do- where is Dr. Umar? Is he in Philly? 
I don't know. I'm very curious. I feel like Omar. he's in Philly. He's not in Philly. I would have known that. He would have been a f- community um, legend. I would have known. I would have seen Dr. his ass. Dr. Umar residence. <laughs> I want to know where he is. And why was he on The Breakfast Club? Because they fuck with him. Charlamagne on the low was like, yeah, uh-huh, I agree, okay. <laughs> Charlamagne is definitely- He was agreeing with everything. No, Charlamagne is on the low, low, like Dr. Umar. He wants to be he Dr. Is. Umar. He's They're like, I get it. Fuck these snow bunnies. I just fuck them and leave them. His wife is gorgeous, though. Shout out to Charlamagne. I don't fucking need them. All right, let's take a break. Um. All right, after these messages, we'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career? Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And so we're back. And over this week on Saturday, I was driving to a friend's bridal um, dress viewing, picking one out. Shout out to that. That's complicated. You going to do all that? I don't know if I'll ever get married or be married or be chosen. Sorry, just <laughs> went, down, <laughs> went down that rabbit hole. It's my period. <laughs> the look you just gave me. And on the way there, <clears throat> I was listening to Dr. Oh, I, Umar. I her name, so you got me <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and Dr. Umar is from Philly, y'all, just an FYI. Okay. Philly's finest. I'm telling you, we make we make the best of them. Do we? You want to n- mention notable people? They're from Philly. Joe. So, I was driving and I was listening to Adrian Marie Brown. Adrian Marie Brown is the author of Pleasure Activism. And we um, read from her book a while ago. And she's on this white woman's podcasts and the way that she talks sounds as if we are in a yoga <laughs> session every didn't she talk yeah. just like this it was relaxing said, that's what the white lady said and then adrian was on there like with a sexy ass voice i said wow this is really pleasurable to listen to but she asked a question she prompted the question which i felt was super impactful internet said that it wasn't for her, and we'll unpack that. But Adrian asks the question, are you satisfiable? Do you know when something is enough? 
Do you know what it feels like for something to be enough? Do you know what content is? Do you know what, like, okay, I've done enough. I can put this thing down. And she connects that to pleasure as well. It's like... I just, that part was impactful. But go the ahead. pleasure part? No, the, the uh, those questions, those prompts. Oh. But anyway, go ahead. And ask the question, again, when we talked about this before with pleasure activism, but like knowing and naming and building your life around pleasure like as a practice not necessarily everything that you do has to be around like feeling good because that she goes on to say that that's not what she means it's not like a hedonistic Mm -hmm. even sexual thing Mm -hmm. um but like you know similar to i don't know whatever tasks that we have to do every day you added to how you organize your life organize your day you make sure that you are engaging with daily pleasure. And she did something that I thought was really, was also really interesting to me, um, was she connected first by being able to identify when something is enough, when you've reached a level of content, when you can put something down or you can really sit in the, the joy or the pleasure that something brings you. Once you know when something is enough, or you you have enough of something. Let's for, let's for example, she talked. Of, she used a financial um, example. She said that once people are in practice of knowing what's enough for them, that it gives them a clear a clear indication of when you have an abundance of something, so that you know when to share something. Because like I got all all my needs are met. I'm good. I'm happy. I still have an abundance of this thing. Right. So that gives you. The, the ability to hoard it mm-hmm. or give it away and offer it to other people. And that my mind, of course, because I can't think beyond financial shit, I thought of like finance, finances. And I recently had something in my life where someone in my community just, you know, made it a point to talk about what they were struggling with. And my immediate response was, I don't have enough to share with that person without even without me having no sense of what enough was for me to say that I don't have enough to give to this person Mm -hmm. like having had never been in practice of like oh my or never having been in practice of appreciating that all my bills are paid I have food I have money that I can save my kid is good wow being grateful that I have enough so that I can immediately say, for sure, my needs are all met this month. I can easily give this to this person. And making that a practice in itself. So she asked all these questions. I was just curious as to, especially right now, as you're struggling with this idea of what's enough for you to meet these goals, to meet these spaces in your life where you want to find um, satisfaction or a sense of fulfillment in something just being in practice of that or being aware of that. Um, and you said you listened to it, so, and you also said there's some parts that didn't resonate with you, so I just, I want to know what your, like, initial response is. Um, to which question, child? You ain't answering any of these questions. You're not going to put me on the spot. 
Are you well, satisfied? I'm, I'm saying, no, there was, it stopped me in my tracks oh. because there was, there's a constant, there's a constant like I, hoarding and a constant idea of I don't have enough of, right. of anything. Right. And it's not just money. It's like anything. Like I have a partner, but then there's ways I, that's not enough. I have a kid. I have a motherhood. That's these moments that I have with her aren't enough or they're not spaces that I can find content and like real solid moments of like saying I'm satisfied with this, with the business, with the podcast. It's always like we did this thing. I don't know. What if what what we did and what we're doing isn't enough? How can we get more? And I and with this idea that when we get this thing, we're going to somehow quench this idea of, oh, we did this. It feels good. Now I can actually feel good. Mm -hmm. And it just feels to me. It feels like a hamster. If I I find myself being like, oh, one, why don't why am I not satisfied? And two, how do I even stop to begin to feel satisfied around things? And I just feel like I'm, I, I don't know, I, I, I think it, well, one, it depends on when you're asking. If I'm about to get my period, I am not satisfied. But if I'm like my sane, sound self, then probably not still. And, and it's, <laughs> it, and it, it's, it's tricky I'm trying to be honest, but it's tricky because I'm a mess. I think we oh. have to, I don't know. For me, I think I have to define, like for me, I know where I want to go. And I usually have like real specific goals, right? And so until I get those goals, like I think being satisfiable and being grateful are two very different things. I'm still grateful. For like what I have, um, or or try to be. I'm not always, but I try to be. But satisfiable is like, no, I'm not satisfied yet because there's so much more that I feel capable of that I feel I want to experience. And so, but I can feel satisfied in moments. I can. What are those? What is that? I identify when I feel most satisfied. It's it's after I've set out to do something and I've achieved it. So I think that's where some of the, I think that that's where we're, we can be different. And like, I, I hear, you know, when people are talking about, you know, rest and deserving rest, like I don't doubt that I deserve rest. Like that's not it. I'm just willing to forego that, to feel that satisfaction of I did it, it's done. And then I can just like live in that. And that feels good to me. And then, of course, like, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. So I want to have the next goal in mind. And to me, that doesn't feel like a hamster wheel. Um, that feels like life. That feels like growth. That feels like flourishing. Um, now, I understand, like, that. that's me, though. Um, I can understand that. And that's me talking about things that I love like the podcast, like this. Now I can feel like a hamster wheel if I'm going to a nine to five, I don't give a fuck about. But right now I like my job. You know, my last job, I was like, I hate this place. And I was done with it. And then it's like, God forced me to, you know, I, I had a goal, but I was too afraid to jump. 
And God was like, okay, well, I'm going to lay you off during this pandemic, and then you're going to have to jump. And so my next goal is I want to get a promotion. I want I want more responsibility because I want to learn more. It's not necessarily I, that I'm not satisfied. Well, maybe it is. I'm so not. So it sounds satisfied. like you are satisfied. It sounds like you are. It sounds like mm-hmm. you are satisfiable that you have goals, and when you reach them, you you have a moment of pleasure and enjoyment, and like it. I don't. I don't think satisfaction means stopping. I th- I feel like satisfaction like you have an uh, ice cream. You're savoring. You're satisfied well, a- while you're eating it. You're not like thinking about. I think a cake I'm more. I think I'm it. more satisfiable. I think I'm less satisfiable when it comes to goals and when it comes to growth and things of that nature. I think I'm more satisfiable when it comes to things. Like, I don't care about, you know, bags and this kind of clothes. Like, I don't care about those kind of things, which I think a lot of people do. I don't, if I was, I've always said this, if I was rich, I would not have multiple homes that are, you know, I don't know, with like eight bedrooms that I can't even like that are just collecting dust because no, like it's not necessary. So I don't have any interest in hoarding resources in that way. I never have. Um, But I don't think I'm always, and then I think about like in relationships, am I satisfiable? In dating, am I satisfiable? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I think I'm, I might be, I, I think I am, or maybe I'm not, because these Negroes, I'd just be like... They are not given satisfaction. But they're... Right, and that's the <laughs> thing, is like, uh, this is unsatisfactory, though. Like, this is not up to the standard in which... So, like, does that make me unsatisfiable? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, it's kind of a hard question to answer outside of just knowing what you want and, like, really sitting and, like, if you get it, do you take it in? And enjoy it. I think that's really the question. Yeah. Do you take it in? Do you enjoy it? And I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't allow myself because I think I think <laughs> that that's. What, I'm sorry. Requires... That's one of those long pauses that somebody wrote was like, "Child, Shanti, with these long pauses, I be thinking my audio my bra- cut out. <laughs> my brain doesn't work like that." Like, I think that it, um, it, the, I, I don't know. I just think that I'm constantly feeling like there, there's something else that's not, that I have to do. Hmm. So there's not many moments where I can, that I feel a sense of like content. Do so like in one hand, there's like, oh, there's because for me what's pleasurable for me is opposite of yours that's, ple- I think the that's pleasure, the thing. what's pleasurable for yeah. me is is openness mm-hmm. is meandering is not i don't have to set this goal i don't have to complete or check this thing it's more spontaneous and out of my control and not demanding that I make a decision about something or I have an answer to something or that I have to show up or be something for anything. And I don't think that there's many spaces in my life that I have that kind of, um, it's not a lot of practice. I don't have that. I don't prioritize that as a practice to be like, all right, 
to do that. Do you so get? Feels, can I ask you? Do you get pleasure when you set a goal and you accomplish it, or does it just feel like ugh, more work after this, more work to follow? I just don't know because I don't. I haven't set myself up to not have another thing to do. I can't. I don't. No, know no, no. What it's I, like to everybody has it. to have. You always have another thing to do. It's life. Everything keeps going, right? Forward momentum. But in that moment, like when Sable opened, right? Did you take a moment? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't set myself up to be able to do that. I had so much fear around it. I had so much anxiety. There was so much responsibility. There was JoJo. And it felt like it felt like an outer body experience. And for me, pleasure is in my body. It's in, it's, 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 yeah, I mean, you see me when, like, I'm, it's dancing or, like, I'm with people and I'm laughing. It's very much in my body. And those tasks, I was very proud of myself. And I, and it's confusing for me because I love Sable. I, I don't know what or how I could do anything besides that at this point. What's Sable for people who might just be joining? The Sable Collective is the, on the now it's online boutique that opened in two that that I owned all by myself in two thousand and nineteen. So your online boutique, right? Yeah, and so like, I think what frustrates me and what makes me resentful, and it's nobody's fault except my own, which also is its own loop of fucked up shit, is that. I ha- I have to create more time where I have that what makes me what brings me pleasure what brings me a sense of satisfaction because it's not completing work like that doesn't often energize me What about not just work but like things you love What like what completing something that you love. Like it doesn't even have to be work. It could be you want to finish this room in your house or you want to finish this meal or like. No, my stuff is not com- connected to completing things. It's connected to I like. I can't even wrap my mind around it. With people. It's connected with spontaneous things. Like it doesn't feel good to me. And I struggled with this with sometimes. But you don't want to work. like. <laughs> It doesn't feel good with you. What you said? No, it it doesn't. It doesn't feel good to me when we. Even if if you go out with a group of friends and it's like, all right, we're gonna do this, that, 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 that. It just it doesn't feel. That's not my idea of like. Fun. It's more like open. It's like let the let it. Be or do what it it's supposed to do naturally with people all together. Interesting. But, and again, my, my pleasure has nothing to do with work. So. I mean, not all mine has to do with work, but it's interesting that the first thing I think about is, are you satisfiable? I go to work, go to, or not work like my job, but like in our, my sense of satisfaction, yes, comes from, accomplishing things and like knocking things off the list and seeing a new room I painted and being like, Oh, that turned out great. Or trying a new meal and being like, Oh, I did it. It's cool. 
like that kind of thing. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's healthy or not, or if that's just who I am. No, I think it's just different. Now, I don't think everybody should or can have the same measures of what p- brings them pleasure. It's it's just different. But I don't think one is better or worse or you know more more anything. It's just it's just a different. Um, different experiences for different folks. I think for I think another interesting thing is that when she asks, how do you know when you have enough, right? Because I go into this, I'm the same way as you. It's like, I will help somebody out, but it's also like, ugh, especially when it comes to money, I never feel like I have enough, ever, ever. And I think part of that is the fucking just the games we play because yeah, I, I might have enough and this is how my crazy mind works. I might have enough for that month and be like, Oh, I'm good. Like I ain't spend nothing. Bills paid, bills always paid, whatever. Don't have any debt. Cool, cool, cool. But I should be putting this money towards retirement. I have, I have to put this towards retirement. I have to do this. Like this isn't money to burn. This isn't money Mm -hmm. to give away, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and so I will hoard money. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I hoard, Pour the and fuck out of money. But I'm still giving. Yeah. I'll give money. I'll pay for stuff and give money away too, but I'm cognizant of the spending and making sure that it's within, you know, my budget or whatever I've allotted for myself. But there's definitely scarcity around money for me. And she challenges that. She says that that's deeply connected. Or if people are more connected to how they hoard or they think they don't have enough, then it helps to shift the power dynamics that we have specifically around like white folks having a lot of privilege, a lot of money. But how, how does that, how, how, how? Because if they, if you realize that you have enough, I have enough. My family's taken care of this month. I have enough. This business had millions and millions of dollars of profits we have a surplus. Oh, of you're not talking about us. You're not we talking have about middle class folks. Middle class folks too, because what she's saying is that when you, if that, if that's the way the energy is moving around, if that's the mindset, when and if you need something, your people are always going to be taken care of. Are You'll they? always be taken care of. I think, I, I, think that, I think that that sounds really great, and I'm not knocking it. I think it sounds really great. I think the realist in me, and I would want to get to that place where community really takes care of community, but too often do I see our elders who do this kind of work not needing help, needing GoFundMes, needing this, needing that, and it's like, great, community's helping, but like the fact that they're in that position is a problem to me. And and I don't yeah, ever want to be in that position. And so within the constraints and within the system in which we live, the reality is that it we live in a cat this is where I'm always I always go back to this of like we live in a capitalist country. There's people who have and have not. And as much as we want to talk about community, there's people living on the street every day that we walk by. Yeah. So, like, I get that, that we all have to have this shift, but, like, it's but not enough. But way is there? It, it would be enough. If people, if there, there's, 
one percent owns majority of the wealth but the, in the there world. There has to be, but what I'm saying is there has like, to be. If that were be a shift, it would completely. But when I'm ta- I'm talking about energetic, uh, an energetic shift is great. But until you put stuff into law and change, like action and change, like the actual structure of what this is, then that's what that that is what it will be. Like we can think about it as much as we want. We can have our communes, but like that's a isolated that's a that'll be an isolated thing in my mind. Maybe I'm thinking small, but like we need like big legislature. Like we need real tangible action. What comes first? Energy or thoughts and people like re I also I also think that the redistribution of wealth or that folks taking care of folks. Of course, it's not on a grand scale. I don't know if it could ever be on a grand scale without like drastic fuck just revolution being passed, like without drastic revolution or change. But I feel like in terms of communities, in terms of marginalized communities, that's just been the yeah. fucking mo. Yeah, anyway. we can do That's it. Just how folks operate. Yeah, we can do it on a smaller scale, but we're always going to be doing it on a smaller scale until that's all. That's my only point. But this, this, the smaller scale is growing. Like the smaller scale, the activism, these ideas of like, I mean, again, just look at Black Lives Matter. The these ideas, these activists that are grassroots. But we just had Black Lives Matter years. folks uh, accused of hoarding funds, sure. accused of of she operating didn't hoard the funds. She didn't. She showed her papers, but she not just, just had them. That money. But right, like that's what I'm saying is like the construct is still there, and people are still operating within it. So I I don't know that uh, because perhaps energetically I don't know. I I think that things are shifting and shifting at a at a rapid rate and things are happening and everything happens at thought and energy levels first and then all of that other shit follows just the idea of abolishing the police or figuring out how to like just having these conversations about it have been years in the making and they're now just kind of growing i wouldn't be surprised if in 50 years, in 100 years, if the shit's still standing, that uh, people would not be talking about redistributing wealth and, like, having a far less hoarding scarcity mindset within... Yeah, that's not a new ...within concept. the world. No, I, but I, I just think that... Which, similar to what Adrian is saying, is that, like, the energy and the thought processes and the way that people are thinking about money and the way that people are thinking about their own personal shit has to change or else this shit is just going is going to stay the same way because so then how how do you what is enough for you then i often think about i think about the business right i think about okay if sable made a profit this month my bills are paid i'm okay i have put some savings away do I need to have all, do I need as the owner have to have all of those profits? I have extra money that's there. What can I, what can I do with it? Of course, being wise and figuring out the areas in which it should be reinvested. I'm not saying give away everything, but I don't think that, I think it's a good practice to be like, 
I have an extra 1500 Yeah. This group is doing a farming needs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing farm shops. And then as the business grows, it'd be 1500 150000 whatever. Yeah. It becomes... Th- it becomes oh, more impactful. I'm completely on board with that. I think what I'm asking is when you I, I think for me, I think now that I'm so crazy about budget because I'm trying to buy this house is that I think about like, where can I cut? And like, I'm not willing to cut my retirement. I'm not willing to cut certain things like things like that. So I think for me, what it, what is enough is me being able to live alone right? Me being able to retire at 65, hopefully a little earlier, live comfortably, don't need multiple homes, just want to live alone in my own little house, mind my damn business, have a working vehicle, and be able to take a trip three times a year. That to me is enough right Mm -hmm. now, right? That's how I define enough. And, so in this and moment, then me being have... able to also have rest and rela- relaxation and have whatever outlet I want for creativity. That's enough. And, and love with my friends. That's how I would define enough. Now, if I end up having multiple streams of income and money is just coming everywhere, then I'm definitely putting that back into the community. I think we're aligned there. But I think for my question to you, I get it. I guess was trying to get you to be more specific about what is enough. And I think that's a question to eat because my enough might not be somebody else's enough. Like you, a precious, you know, on the fucking hotels. My enough might not be her enough. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that our us analyzing why what our enoughs are and why they are what they are. Is will be a really interesting conversation. You you know? Yeah. I don't know that I, I don't have that mapped out mm. years in advance of all of that. My enough in this moment is that I have enough to pay my bills. I have enough for savings. For retirement, for consideration of JoJo, mm. I have enough time in my life to feel adjo- enjoyment the way that I want to feel it and explore it more. And... Yeah, whether that. that be whether that be with friends, whether that be with my partner, and I have those things. I have enough in this moment. All of that is, I have it. I have it. I don't feel satisfied in it because I don't think that I like. I've taken enough time to like to relish that to be like oh, or even to name it that that's that's enough in this moment. Instead, I'm I feel compelled that I should be having more that I that I need to be, um, I don't know. I don't know, whatever compels me, I think. And that's my own, like, personal shift that needs to happen. Mm. But in this moment, I have enough. I, I, have I don't feel like I'm lacking. That I often feel like I don't have enough when I compare what I do have. Oh, God, people. amen. 
Amen. Comparison is the the thief. Like, it steals your joy, right? It's the thief of joy. Amen. So, um, but in this moment, I'm not gonna lie and say I feel satisfied. I don't feel satisfied with where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. But I also am grateful for being here. I'm grateful for even be like being, but I'm ready to do the work to feel satisfied mm-hmm. and feel that pleasure of like stepping into my home and making it the way I want it to be. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I really mm-hmm. look forward to that. Yeah. So I don't know, Adrian. Ciao. I'm gonna listen to it again. See what she talking about. Yeah, I don't think she. Um, I don't know. I w- I would be curious to what she thinks about. Her, cause that's a productive ass, ambitious woman that gets shit done. I'm curious yeah. to what her her idea of goals and and the productivity to goals and yeah. and feeling satisfied are what she what she feels that is. One day we gonna get Adrian on this podcast, a biracial Virgo. It's called the podcast is called um, Hurry Slowly. So if people are interested in checking that out, they should. I think the host name, what's the host name, child? Mm. Very ghetto, I don't know. Oh, it should be in the notes. I don't know why my computer oh, logged out of my flesh. I don't yes. see it in the notes. But um, yeah, I think folks should definitely check it out, see how they feel. It was a good episode. Um this Adrian Brown and Jocelyn K. Glee. Okay. Uh, Very slowly. Yeah. What are your? I would be. I would love to hear from people. What their? Are, do they feel satisfiable? When are they most satisfied? How do they know when it's enough? What is their? How do they enough? know when they're they're enough? That was because I hate that saying. You are enough. That is the cliche thing I did not un- but now I understand it a little bit more deeply yeah that you because don't have I to be like, perfect to be worthy yeah yeah you don't have to be you don't, yeah yeah so yeah please let us know what your thoughts are on being satisfiable did we answer if we were satisfiable or not <laughs> Child, this loving light shit. Next week we got cut up. <laughs> I gotta take another edible or something. You're stressing me out. Hit us you up, should. y'all. I want to. We. I should. <gasps> I should have something to drink. Oh, I thought you were gonna take edible. No, anyway, I would not. You would not like me on the edible, girlfriend. I think uh-uh. I would. I want to see no. it. I don't like you when you drink. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. annoying. You are the most <laughs> annoying human. When you drink, you are so obnoxious. I'm like, oh my god. People think I'm. It bad. is a mess. What'd you a say? Mess. A mess. Oh, I know. Um, but y'all call us at 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. And please keep, um, we don't have to name her, but keep Shanti's friend in your her hearts and mind, her family. And, you know, just, and I don't know. Death is so weird and strange and hard. And natural, though. The same kind of like, what? Wow. Because like when a baby's born, like, what? Yeah. Wow. I think death. It's just. It's the f- 
like finality of it. It's the gone. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like this person's gone. Gone. So Ugh. anyway, and keep Shanti in your hearts and minds as she, you know, this all happened today. So she's unpacking and and doing her best and still recorded, child. I appreciate you, queen. Um, but yeah, check us out. Next week, we promise to cut the fuck up. Love and light two weeks in a row. We've gone too far. <laughs> we have sinned. We have drawed. Forgive us, Father. We have drawed. So <laughs> I think, and with that, do you have anything else, Shanti? No, that is it. All Thank right. you so much. With that, we are out. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curl and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early.